From the Clark Ford Studio in Oxford, Mississippi, MVW Digital proudly presents the Oxford Exxon Podcast. I'd say thanks for tuning in, but why am I going to give you a round of applause for something you're supposed to do, to be frank? And now, here are your hosts, Chase Parm. And broadcast school has really paid off. And Neil McCready. I deserve to be on TV. Thursday night edition of the Oxford Exxon podcast. Chase Parmenter McCready, Clark Ford Studio. Tonight we will uh, probably take some calls. We will um, discuss a few topics. The uh, IHL today passed the uh, relocation plan to move the monument. Uh, Adam Ganeshow says uh, anytime in the coming hours. I don't know what that means, but anyway, it seems like it's moving uh, moving pretty quickly. Um, looks like there's some protests already building. We'll discuss that and uh, and more coming up on the show, including uh, some athletic departments. Um, reporting more covid numbers what that means what we think and uh and the like and whatever you guys want to talk about as you are uh, in our live stream come hang out and we will uh we'll discuss it podcast brought to you every single day by the oxford exxon highway six west in oxford speed pass plus app that's the best way to uh pay for your fuel they will take care of you it's the safest way to do it you don't touch much you pay for it you move on with your day get on with uh get back on the road with the oxford exxon and all blue sky locations in mississippi and again coming to you from the clark ford studio uh, yeah, Clark Ford's in Amory, Mississippi, 662-257-1900 is the number. Call it. Ask for Corey Clark. Tell Corey what Ford product you're looking for. He'll send you a quote within 15 minutes and business hours right to the bottom line. No hassle, no haggle. You get your quote. The rest is up to you. Uh, you can shop that quote around, or you can do what I've done and what I recommend that you do. Let's hop into a Clark Ford. You'll love the service. Uh, you'll love the product, of course. You'll love everything about Clark Ford. They go the extra mile all the time. Corey wants to be your car guy. He wants to be a truck guy. He'll prove that to you. And uh, all you got to do is make that call, 662-257-1900. Our guest will join us throughout our uh, network of podcasts on the Rafters Music and Food Hotline. Rafters on the Water is open. It's located at the Sardis Marina. You can come experience outdoor dining unlike any place in North Mississippi. The menu offers shrimp. And Mississippi catfish platters, along with gourmet burgers, Louisiana-style po'boys served on Leidenheimer French bread. Uh, they're open Wednesdays and Thursdays, 3.30 to 10, Friday through Sunday, 11 to 10. A newly expanded picnic-style dining area, signature appetizers, including Zydeco shrimp and crawfish egg rolls, live music, and uh, a lot of fun cocktails, including their famous house frozen margarita to go and curbside pickup available as well, 662-712-6162. So uh, yeah, as I mentioned, live stream. My voice is not great. I'm doing the best I can. We'll uh, we'll make it through as long as we can as I'm talking. So um, Chase, bringing the uh, bringing the the Rona in here. I think I have allergies. Um, my eyes are watering more than anything else, and my voice is kind of going. Um, that's what I think it is. I it was happening early in the year too. I don't know. I kind of sound like a Brady brother now. Um, you do have a Peter Brady. I do. Thing I have going. a little cracking little little thing going on. Oh. I've never had allergies, especially to grass or anything, and I've noticed this year for whatever reason it, it, it it's come it, it's happened to me, and I don't know why it would develop at this point in my life, but it has. I I am dealing with allergies for the very first time. I've never had any issues with them whatsoever, and then now I do. So, um, I told somebody this the other day. We were actually having this conversation back when I was fat. I used to get two to three sinus out. Uh, things a year sinus infections and i don't know that i've had but like one in the last 10 years since really? i lost the weight yeah 
Yeah, it's not typically something I deal with. I don't know what, what what's going on, but um, it it feels just like it has every time that I've had had out. You didn't go to the rush party, did you? I was not at the rush party. I was not at the uh, cross pollinated Oxford High School party that I'm aware of. Um, did you go to the poker game that the football players had? I didn't do that. I wasn't playing Xbox with any athletic members that I'm aware of. No yeah. Xbox with the baseball team. Yeah, I think I think it's. Uh, if it's uh, if it's that, it did not happen in those uh, in those locales. Poker, so. it turns out, is not a particularly smart thing to do. When well, eight you're or ten, about twelve COVID. people sitting around a table playing with the same deck of cards right. over and over and over again, right. and breathing the same air. Well, and I'm guessing they were breathing something else too. But that's just me. Oh, I didn't think about that. Yeah, you think that was involved? I've said all along that was going to be part of the deal. Yeah. That's fair. Yeah. You have an empty glass. What were you drinking? Oh, I'm about to pour another one. It's a uh, Bell's Two-Hearted Ale. I like uh, Bell's. They really they, they make a lot of really What's good What's on beers. the cans? Is it a fish? It's, it's, a, it's a fish of some sort. I'm not really sure why. I've never really gotten that part. But, yeah. It's uh, made in Comstock, Michigan. What's it taste like? Um, Was it light? No, no, it's 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 kind of an IPA sort of. Oh, is it really? Yeah. Okay, not my not my deal. I'm just trying to hydrate. Like other than water, I might need tea, but that's about the only thing that's going to get me through. I mean, I can uh, brew you a cup of tea I mean, momentarily. I've already had one. Um, it it did not really seem to help much. Uh, all right. Starbucks has the the tea. What's it called? The, the girls get loaded. The medicine ball. Yeah, the medicine ball. It's actually pretty effective. I found. What all's in that? It's honey and tea. Uh, yeah, and- it's cement and. I don't know. It's kind of like open you up a little bit, soothe everything. Yeah, makes you feel better. I think it's a psychological thing to it. I mean, do I need to put a mask on? Is that what? Well, you have a few. It looks like I've got. I've got that my, one. Looks really high, high class. My industrial mask here. Let's see. This one. Well, you live in Oxford. You got to wear a mask all the time. Hang on. Where does that one go? Does it go over the head too? Oh, it's a double strap. Ah, uh, double strap. Get you locked in. Mine's not a double strap. So I don't know if you found out about Oxford. We can have protests, but we can't have festivals. Oh, they canceled Double Decker. Canceled Double Decker. You knew that was going to happen. And frankly, Double Decker in in August would be miserable anyway. Very hot. Yeah. The town could have used the economy dollars, but yes, that is a fact. I say a little early to cancel, but you do have to kind of make that decision at some point. Yeah. I, I don't have any issue. I here. never thought double decker in August was a great idea, regardless COVID or not. Late April was perfect. That's the time for double decker. It couldn't happen, so work on it. Get it ready for next year. How about it? Um, we got several things. What do you want? What do you want to talk about? We got uh, we got Texas having what thirteen players with COVID. Is that right? Uh, yeah, thirteen. Is that right? And then another handful that are being suspected of being COVID because of symptoms and oh, whatnot. Really? Yeah. So a lot of the team. Yeah. So there's two ways to look at it. You can do the, oh my God, it's all over. The world is crashing to an end. Or you can say, well, they're going to build herd immunity and quickly. There was a woman out today. Let me see if I can find it. I don't want to pretend to make this up. Gabe DeArmond. You all know Gabe. If you listen to Greatest Pod in the South, he's on quite frequently. Gabe sent a text to uh, Jay and myself. Um, this is a tweet from Lindsay Darvin 
PhD. Okay. She's an assistant professor of sports management at the State University of New York. Okay. Former NCAA athlete, admin coach, gender equity researcher. Okay. Hashtag women in sport. Okay. She's based in New York. Okay. Lindsay's tweet. It's becoming increasingly clear that D1 NCAA athletic departments have made private decisions to bring student athletes back to campus in order to eventually get all of them sick with COVID-19 in the hopes they all develop herd immunity. This is inexcusable. Tweet number two. Student athletes need to understand that so little is known about the long-term health impacts of this illness and the resultant risk it may pose to their family and friends. Student athletes are not being asked to take on this risk. They are being forced to do so. Three, without workers' compensation, it's an even greater risk to their long-term athletic endeavors if that is even a realistic opportunity for them. And for most student athletes, it is not. Ergo, I've never been able to work that word into a sentence. Ergo. It's a good word. And one of these days, I'm going to work it in. That is a really good word. It's a cool word. But, it's a word that makes you sound really smart because it's like instead of therefore. Ergo, they are risking their future health and that of their close acquaintances for zero long-term benefits. Tweet four. This new dimension of the win-at-all-cost mentality is especially concerning Risking long-term injuries in student-athletes solely for the sake of short-term results is one thing and unethical. But now these departments are forcing the extended family and friends of the student-athletes to assume the risk as well. Athletic departments have been successful in forcing this on their athletes and those extended members simply because they hold incredible power and know it. She keeps going on and on. The true question student-athletes and extended family friends should be asking regarding the forced participation and exposure to COVID-19 is to what end? In other words, what's the end purpose, individual goal of this forced participation? Short-term outcomes, such as a few win and the satisfaction of competing for a few months? These things almost solely benefit the department and coaches in the form of increased revenues, salaries, benefits, blah, 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 not the student-athletes. Athletic departments... And coaches who are using their immense and fabricated power and authority to force student-athletes to put themselves and others at risk solely for the benefit of the department and coaches is criminal. Manipulation in this way has gone too far. And why does her opinion matter? I don't know that it does. Here's the first one. Because the first one's the, I'll give her credit, she didn't waste time on the nut graph. She got right to it. Yeah, it was very inverted pyramid. It's becoming increasingly clear that Division One NCAA athletic departments have made private decisions to make to bring student athletes back to campus in hopes to eventually get all of them sick with COVID nineteen in the hopes that they all develop herd immunity. This is inexcusable. Do you think? I do think Leif's right. I think it's ergo. Oh, what did I say? Ergo. Yeah, I think it's oh, ergo. ergo. I think he's right. Ergo. See. I, so, what do you typically say? Therefore, I think so. I'll try to work in hints occasionally. Hints. Yeah. I like ergo better than hence. It, it, no, it's better. It, it, it's absolutely better. Um, consequently. I like consequently. It's a good word. That's fine. I have words that sometimes pop in my head as I'm writing, and I think, oh, that's a good word. And I'll like give myself points. I would assume we would have heard it if there's a ton of it. Do we have – what studies have been done on – I mean, I guess we don't know a long term because obviously this thing had been around over a year. 
about how long potentially antibodies last or anything along those lines? I mean, what, what, where are we right Had now? I had a with medical that? person yesterday tell me that the feeling is at least two years. <laughs> two years? Two years. Which, in, in theory, would be long enough to have a whole lot more information on how to handle it, plus potential vaccines or anything else, in theory. Cole says vis-a-vis. I like vis-a-vis. Oh, that's good. It's a good one because it feels very kind of sexy. You kind of formal. Kinda yeah. Like. Yeah. Vis-a-vis. Webb, thank you uh, very much. As always, you're awesome. We wish we had more. My Webb. mic is sounding strange or is it just my voice? It's your voice. Yeah. Webb says my mic sounding strange. I think it's just because I'm I sound like a robot. Um, wish we had more webs. Webb says, could you comment on the moving of the Confederate statue in the time frame? Yes, we will. What do you think of Lane and Mike Leach's recruiting philosophy? We'll talk about that as well. I don't even know that we know their philosophy. I know Lane's philosophy. We'll see if it works. I don't really know that I know Mike Leach's recruiting philosophy at Mississippi State, to be Get honest. Get good players wherever they're from. And uh, if there's an AU versus Ole Miss party, yep, we'll be there. I'm going to tell you, I don't feel great about an Ole Miss-Auburn party. Hang on, an Ole Miss-Auburn party? Yeah, he wants to have like a party with Jay and you and me before okay. the Ole Miss-Auburn game. I have a, a suspicion that that early in the season, there's not going to be any media allowed and Jay will not be here. If he came, he would strictly be coming for us. Yeah, if he came, he would be coming like Thursday night and then going back on Friday so that he could, he has do, his show. He could do his show. But I don't think the press box is going to be open to media. You really don't. Not in you. September, I don't. Yeah. Watch from TV and Zoom? That's my guess. There's a lot of Zooms. So, the statue. Um, the IHL sent out a press release and then voted uh, after that that they have accepted Ole Miss's plan to uh, to move the statue. The way I was told was that all pre-work had been done. That the money has been set, raised. The pad it, has been built. That was my understanding was that there was not a lot of delay here. Um, and if that's the case, and look, they got they got to finish the job, but – Credit to the IHL for not slowing it down any more than they did. Um, the, the 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 you know the ceiling's pretty low, in my opinion, of them a lot of times. So they at least this time it it, it worked out. Um, what choice did they have? Well, yeah, you I mean, not. come on. Well, well I, I mean, mean, in January they would have. This isn't January, Chase. I, I mean, I, I wouldn't remind. January was like twenty years ago. We don't remember January. Do I we? mean, if you, I mean, all I remember about January was Kobe Bryant died. That's true. It's been a long time since that. It's been a minute. I mean, do you even remember who won the Super Bowl? The Chiefs, but I had to think for a minute. I mean, this world has changed. I remember who lost in the, in, in the NFC playoffs. Yeah, That's what I, I remember. I know you do. <sighs> okay. This climate aside, yeah, the IHL had to make the decision. They made the decision. They they, they did it. And again, you Webb's convinced move. you've got the Rona, by the way. Which... <sighs> I mean, at I'm this having point, the exact same symptoms I've typically had with allergies, so I'm, okay. I'm going with allergies. All right, I have no fever. Um, I have no cough. Um, my eyes are watering. I'm having a hard time talking, and I'm just kind of like feeling some sinus stuff okay. a little bit. All right, that's that, that's what I'm that's what I'm noticing. If I die, it's right here on record. My family knows where to go get the money. <laughs> the insurance company. Be like, yes. 
Ole Miss did a really good job here. Um, over the last year, things for put in place, I, I guess technically by Larry Sparks when he was interim chancellor. He started it. Yeah, he deserves some credit. He sure. continued with, with, with Boyce, and they've been – They've been good. I mean, fr- frankly, and it was a very small one. And I still don't, I don't understand why they did why they did it. But really, the only misstep the entire time was the weird statement to me a few a few weeks ago. Otherwise, they they stayed with the the, the 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 way it was supposed to work. They kept it within the proper channels, and they got it done pretty quickly. When you when you talk about a move like that, and the red tape involved, if you're going to do it correctly and not run the risk of, hey, let's go tear the thing down. I understand that. But in today's world, you can't, you don't want to run the risk of them having to then put it back or do something else. Just as quickly as possible, run through the processes. They cleared it with the uh, Mississippi Department of History and Archives very quickly. They put it on the IHL again before the January meeting, saying, "Hey, it's up to y'all now. Have at it." And then they got the plans done really quickly to figure out a way to make that space look presentable to, um, you know, for the people that that are very pro monument in a civil way to go. Hey, there's still a place for you to go see it much more suitable place to go see it. And, uh, and, and they got this thing done, you know, I mean, I, I think that there is, I think there's a lot of credit there and I kind of had a point and I'm, I've sort of lost my, my train of thought a little bit, but had to be moved. It needs to be moved like tonight. Yeah. I'm curious when that actually happens. That, that, that that's a, that's a good thought. There's already a discussion. I read this on our message board. I take it to be accurate. Because everything on our message board is right. Um, That's where you come get the news. That there is a planned pro-statue protest tomorrow. Yeah. Tomorrow's optically not a great day to have this. Tomorrow's Juneteenth, which is a uh, a very celebrated day, especially within the African-American community. Yeah. Marks the uh, celebration of the anniversary of the end of slavery. So, you that's the the optics that you worry about are that. You were you made a great point yesterday. I guess yesterday Tuesday when I lose track of days, where you talked about how moving it to the cemetery moves it to a place that is not a, a free, free speech zone, zone. which yes. is good. I think there's a way to make that respectable. Um. And it, but it leads to the question that it's been the big topic on our board. I've gotten beat up with it and questions and such. I'm sure if I've gotten it, you've gotten it, which is what comes after this. This probably is not the end game. I would assume um, if there is a slippery slope involved with this, I think it's a um, – Probably some renaming of some buildings is my guess. I don't know which ones. I'm not up on that necessarily at, the, at least at this point. But I, th- I think that's probably what would be next. Um, what I was going to say is I'm going to go. Okay. And this is this is a this is a positive. Even even when we discuss the sham of a process and all the stuff with Boyce, that frankly I'm over at this point. I'm not talking about it anymore. Um, the positive to Boyce was that he understood because he was commissioner on how to operate within the confines of the IHL. He's been there. He's been one of them. He's been kind of over them, if you will. So there are ways to get things accomplished. I mean, you had a, you had kind of a really strong whip in, in Boyce that could find a way to get some things done along those lines. And I think that with the structure that Ole Miss has right now or the state of Mississippi has with the IHL, 
that's pretty critical because no matter whose fault it was, it was the IHO's fault a lot of times. Dan Jones, Jeffrey Vitter, they didn't have that. They didn't have the ability to get a lot of votes done in the IHL. The IHL and them fault. So having Ole Miss's interest, yet understanding the processes involved with the IHL is a very big thing considering what this board looks like right now and how Ole Miss has to operate within that structure to get things, get things accomplished. I think that's a big deal. Do they replace the uh, statue with another statue or do they just leave it blank? Leave it blank for now, I guess. I don't know. What do you want to put up there? Oh, I don't know. I'm asking you. A big bronze shark. <laughs> a shark. What do you think? What would you put? What would the statue be? Who would the statue be once that statue's down? That's a prominent spot on campus. Right there at the the dude who got him into the SEC in the 1930s. Well, that's a great thought. That's who you put there. You put the <laughs> dude that got him into the SEC. <laughs> that's a thought. I don't know who it was, but that dude. Corey says future Lane Kiffin statue. I, I got to tell you, I just don't see the scenario where Kiffin's here long enough to be a statue. Well, when you get a statue, you got to win a national title. That's yeah. how you get a statue. And to win it, to win it, if he wins a title here, mm-hmm. it's been fun. I got to think. What do you mean by that? I just mean I think the offers would whoa, be. Whoa, outrageous. whoa, whoa, whoa! What are you saying? I don't. I don't think he'd be. I don't think he'd be here forty-eight hours after he won the title. You don't? No. I don't. Offers just like being carrier pigeon. Yeah, I, around I the just country. think he'd have offers from one of the top five programs in the country where he had to take it. And if so, you pat him on the tail and wish him good luck. Of course. Appreciate it, bud. Yeah, I mean, you, we'll see you in the Cotton Bowl next year. How you doing? You know that scene in uh, in Coming to America where uh, King Jabby Joffer, everywhere he goes, they drop the rose petals. I mean, you yeah. would have to be having the rose petals laid out on his way out of Oxford. That's a great question. What do you? What statue do you put up there? <laughs> Corey says, "Damn it, Neil." Um, I don't know. <laughs> They're uh, replacing all the headstones in the cemetery as well. So they're actually kind of doing a beautification project on that area. Good. Yeah. No, good. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's there. Like, nobody even knows that th- the damn thing's over there. I mean, you, and it's not just Confederate soldiers, right? I don't know. I know we always call it that colloquially, but I don't think that's necessarily right. I'm, I'm, I'm literally unaware. I don't know. Okay. Maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. They did see, I did read here that uh, it says, um, let's see, including these plans will be a new marketer recognized the Memphis Lafayette County who served in the Union Army as part of the United States Colored Troops during the uh, Civil War. That is uh, that as well. And then, yeah, it says, within the walls of the cemetery, new headstones will be added to offer remembrance of the souls buried in the grounds along with the stone path to the existing marker in the uh, in the, in the cemetery. It's, it's just called the University Cemetery in all the, the language here okay. as, I'm, as I'm reading that. Uh, cameras will also be added to the to the to the area. Yeah, good idea. Good idea. Throw some cameras up there. Probably uh, so. That's, that's that's a good idea. Well, surely no one is going. Neil, stop. Surely no one is going to go deface headstones. Surely. Well, this is where I continue to say there has to be some. 
There has to be some context in things. If you've ever studied the Civil War, not everyone who fought in the Civil War was a slave owner. In fact, most weren't. Yeah. Of course, as Union and Confederate soldiers, the Lyceum served as a hospital to both sides. I have no reason to disagree with that, so sure. Um, I don't know. It, it's a good move. It's a very appropriate place for it. It, there, you can get over there if you want to get there. It's off to itself a little bit. And like I said, it's not a free... I mean, hindsight 2020, having a Confederate monument in a free speech zone is a is a problem. That that, that, that needed a hand-raised guy whenever that, when that, where that happened, so... <laughs> Did you see Cole from McCarty's? <laughs> <laughs> For the people listening on the podcast, Cole, uh, in the live stream, he says, can't be a Bianco statue. <laughs> Wouldn't be big enough. It's cold. <laughs> I'm assuming it will be empty for now. I'm trying to think of who. You, It'll be a fight you, to figure out who. To, you already have a James Meredith statue. It's already yeah. on campus. Yeah, good spot. It's fine. Yeah. I mean, Archie Manning. It feels non-athletic. Yeah. William Faulkner. No. All the Miss Americas. Yeah, just in a in a in a row. Miss Americas. Yeah, I mean they had back to back. I know. I heard. Yeah, they read shirt. They read Miss Americas. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I heard. Fifty nine, sixty, eighty six. Is that right? I don't know. Is that right? If you say so. Were you in school here in eighty six? I was not. Okay. Right before you. A couple of years. Okay. I don't know. Uh, let's see. Do you want to open our gift, or do you want to talk about the stat you have that's going to blow me away? Oh, I'll read you a stat. Okay. See if I can find this. Wait, it's in my. I've got so many different messages. Kind of. Well, just there's a lot going on. You know, it's been a busy. It's been a busy week. So there's a lot of COVID stats that are out there, as you know. And, I mean, some are alarming. Some are interesting. This one's interesting. Okay. My friend in the medical community, he says, nuance, nuance, nuance. Okay. He says, I was at Baptist DeSoto today and confirmed that their COVID hall is almost to capacity. However, as Stephen A. Smith would say, about a month ago, they closed one of the two COVID halls. So their capacity is 50% of what it was. If they met capacity, they could double or triple capacity without a problem. He says, after hearing this, I wonder how many other hospitals decreased their unit size. That's what she said. And capacity is getting full, but their capacity was slashed a month into the pandemic. Oh. So context is needed is what you're saying? Yes. Here's the other context that the national media doesn't want to get into. And I'm, I'm going to do this again without being political. And people are going to attack me for being political. And I am not being political. Is no one noticing the trend on the numbers? All over the country, it's booming with young people right now. Yes. The average age of Mississippi is dropping very quickly. 
Where were the young people in the last couple of weeks? At parties. Yeah, sure. Out. I don't know. At protest. Yeah. In mass. Large gatherings. What's the death rate doing? It's dropping. It's dropping. What's the ICU rate doing? It's dropping. Vent rate. Dropping. What does that tell you? Again, I've been very consistent with this. I support people's right to protest, free speech. I support it. I have never, correct me if I'm wrong, you've been doing podcasts with me. You've heard some of the podcasts I've done. I've I've at no point said, oh, these protests are stupid. I've never said that. I support your right to protest. Oxford had two protests. I didn't say a negative word about either one of them. No. But you can't get around the fact that those are large gatherings of people. Mostly young people. And they're not dying. They're really not even getting that sick. They're having minor symptoms. Probably similar to your symptoms right about now. And they're getting over it. And again, I'm I'm not talking, I'm not judging at all. But if you can have gatherings, you can have gatherings. It's amazing to me, not amazing. I'm amazed that more people don't see through it, see through the transparency of the national media, which is COVID, 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 hey, he, protest. And now it's COVID, COVID, COVID. CNN had biggest month ever in April, followed by its biggest month ever in May. They're trying to get it in June, too. Bully for them. I don't have a problem with it. Whatever. But, I mean, understand that's the deal. Yeah, pre-existing conditions, older people, be very careful. No doubt. Ben says, are you ready to go on a cruise? No. But see, here's the thing. I've never thought a cruise would be fun. I've never been on one and don't want to. Laura's been on a cruise. I've never been on one. Yeah, I have no interest. That doesn't do anything for me. I'm not claustrophobic, but I just don't necessarily care about the same thing out in water for that long. It's not a thing for me. Webb brings up a point. What's that? You've got the Rona. You spread it to me. He comes to Oxford and dates Laura. This is all part of the game. And have he, to fight he, Jay. But he sure. writes you a check. Well, everything has a price, no. Um, but, you know, I just, I don't know. I mean, I, I've had this argument with people for the last few days. If, if you can have hundreds and hundreds of thousands of people night after night after night after night after night all over the country, you can open the fifth grade. What do you think will happen to elementary schools? They're going to open, except in some places where they're going to be I mean, I told you yesterday, I talked to somebody, I don't want to out anybody, I talked to somebody who I'm close with who had talked to somebody at their schools and they said, I don't see how we open this fall. Really? And it's like, whoa, are you serious? I don't understand that logic. 
Take a break in the show to tell you about Community Mortgage located in Oxford, Memphis, Soto County, and Chattanooga. Underwriting and processing is done in Memphis. So you're getting local underwriting and understand your market. A leader in condo financing in Oxford and the flow down option where you can lock in the current rate. But if rates go down before you close, you get the lower rate. 662-234-2704 or J-L-O-W-E at communitymtg.com. Also brought to you by G&M Pharmacy on South Lamar in Oxford. Also Tyson Drugs on the Square in Holly Springs. Both those locations are open for regular business hours. Tyson's is utilizing a walk-up window. And GM is offering curbside service there in Oxford. Both stores are dedicated to local delivery and still able to deliver same day as well. 662-236-2222. The podcast brought to you by Visit Oxford. VisitOxfordMS.com is the website. Click the very top so you have to support Oxford during COVID-19. You can see a list of all retailers, restaurants with curbside with delivery options to uh, help you out there if you need that list. Also ways to support hospitality workers who are out of jobs right now in Oxford between Tip Roulette and some other options that you have. Again, visit OxfordMS.com. Podcast also brought to you by Special Orthopedic Group. They are open in Tupelo and Oxford. You can skip the ER for urgent or ortho-related injuries at both locations. They're offering, offering virtual health telemedicine. Patients have direct access to all SOG physicians and nurse practitioners. Patients have 24-hour access to appointments at 662 767 4200 or SOGMS.com. No referral is needed. Walk-ins are welcome. And then last but not least, we're brought to you by In-House Interior and Design, 662-681-6241. You can call. You can text. They are available for you. I talked to Nikki this week. They've getting picking up more clients because people are home right now. They're seeing things around their house they want to change. They want to fix up. They offer new client gifts. They offer dorm room appointments whenever that does uh, come with discounts as well. So you can find out more. Text or call 662-681-6241. Do you feel like we've learned much the last month? You know, the month before, I felt like we made tons of progress. I feel like we're jumping back and forth now. I don't feel like we've we've moved forward as much this month as we did last month. Well, I lose track of time. Yeah, that's fair. But the attention of the national media went off of COVID, 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 straight to the reaction to the murder of George Floyd. Yeah. And now that we have this short attention span, it's why when people ask me who's going to win a presidential election, I'm like, well, I mean, if you did it today, probably Biden. But you don't do it today, and hell, who knows what November the 5th is going to look like. I mean, good God. Right. But the answer is, you know, now we've shifted off of George Floyd and the protest. The Atlanta stuff was last night, which was a – I thought a fascinating story that the national media doesn't seem to really want to dive into. We're back into COVID. Yeah. And so now the alarm bells go off again. What'd you think of Kermit's interview yesterday? Uh, one of the, today. Oh yeah. Yeah. I'm sorry. Anything interesting. I thought the Henson quote was interesting. Yeah. <laughs> Which yeah. way did you take it? Uh, not particularly pleased with the kid. Really? Yeah. But life goes on. Basically like not fighting for a spot. Um, trying to be careful here, Chase, because I, I subsequently, you know, more subsequently know more than okay. I can say. Um, you know, I, I think, I think there was a place where Blake fit on the roster. Okay. And I think there was a place where Blake didn't fit on the roster. And I think the place where Blake didn't fit on the roster is the place where Blake wanted to fit. Gotcha. Okay. I think here's what I, here's you asked me for my take on this team. I think Kermit yeah. likes this team. 
I think Kermit likes this team. Do you think he likes the way he's been able to transition into here? He likes, yeah. He's got, so he's got a senior point guard who's played a bunch of SEC basketball. Sure. He's got a kid in Joiner who, give Kermit credit, consistently does not back off this comment. Never had a tougher kid. Kermit's Middle Tennessee teams were known for their toughness. If you were to ask 100 people in coaching, hey, one word, describe Kermit Davis's Middle Tennessee team. 70 of them would say tough. Yeah, yeah. Disciplined. Just uh, yeah. wear you out. Yeah. He raves about that kid. He loves Morell. Morell had a – I talked to someone today, not Kermit. Kermit would never do this to one of his players, but I talked to somebody in coaching, not on the Ole Miss staff, about TD. I gave it away. About um, Morell. And he said – Morell is where Terrence Davis was at 18, but a much more refined basketball player. Yeah, because at 18, I watched I've, I watched him a couple of times in high school. Hell of an athlete, not raw, a basketball player. Raw. Yeah. In fact, at 18, Ter- TD was probably was a, a better player. football player than he was a basketball player. Yeah. Uh, Terrence became, over time, an NBA talent. Yeah. Morell's a lot more advanced with his basketball. He did not spend his falls catching passes. He spent his falls playing basketball. What's Ole Miss getting in Ruffin? Lights are coming on. Oh, Deshaun Ruffin? Yeah, sorry. Uh, I thought you said Buffin. Sorry. Uh, a guy who can score. He's electric. He's 5'9". Um, gets some comparisons to Chris Warren that I don't think are completely legit. Get some comparisons to Stephen Moody that I think are more legit. Short point guards. Well, but Chris was never – I never really thought of Chris as a true point guard. Chris was a score-first point guard. Yeah. Here's the thing about Ruffin that's going to be interesting. And he's got time because he's got another year of high school left. But Ruffin's never really operated a motion offense the way that Kermit likes to. And he's been a score-first point guard who's going to be asked in this offense – to distribute the basketball a little more, to move the ball. But high basketball IQ, uh, super athletic. The size will be an issue. But yeah. look, he has tons of offers from coaches who looked at him and said, ah, we'll get over it. We'll figure it out. Not every point guard in the SEC is 6'5". Yeah, Bama, Auburn, Florida, Houston, on down the list. Yeah. The – Take on KJ Buffin today was look out. Well, that was and a light signs, that kind of expected last year. There, well, there were signs late last season that the lights were coming on. Really coming on. Like getting bright. Junior. And he'll be a junior yeah. this year. And I think because KJ's talked about it. I talked about it in the podcast today, yesterday. KJ knows he's got to mature a little bit. I made the comparison, and I meant it as a compliment. There's a little Russell Westbrook in K.J. Buffin. Plays with his hair on fire, intense effort. There's never been a game where you watch K.J. and said he doesn't really care tonight. But he'll give fouls away because he gets angry. Give a technical away because he gets angry. Stuff you see in Westbrook's game, especially a few years ago. And, you know... KJ can't do that. And he knows it. 
So maybe this is the year that he plays a little more mature and goes from there. He did seem, I mean, I know, and obviously on, in interviews he's going to be whatever, but yeah, he did seem excited, energetic, kind of ready to go a little bit with his group. I, I, I did. I, I noticed a little tone change, I thought, with him as he was talking. Yeah, Kermit's, I mean, I've said this before, Ole Miss is now going into 15 years of a basketball coach who speaks the truth. No spin, right at it. I mean, I Kermit acknowledged today that, hey, look, you know, we have some protocols in place that I've got to, I've got to take seriously. Yeah. And he is. But, yeah, I think he'd love for this to be a normal year where he could get in there and get his hands on them and get going. He knows he can't. He's got to slow down and start. It'd be a good year for the Canada trip. Yeah, in an ideal world. Yeah, yeah, right. Start slow, finish. This year it starts slow, finish fast. Yeah, yeah. I think he likes to come racing out of the gate. Yeah. And I don't know that that's an option right now. Uh, sure, buddy, our new new helmet we got. Oh, yeah. Yeah. To go with the Iowa one. Iowa one. I don't know if bet was the word, but Neil pondered whether I could get this accomplished. I could get this accomplished. You did. You got I did. It, you got it accomplished uh, with relative ease. I did. I was impressed. Did it come off? It's got a snap back. Liberty, Liberty helmet. Yep. Authentic. Autographed. Autographed. It says to Chase and that uh, Neil, uh, thank you for having me on. You freeze. Yeah. There it is. We have room between, well, I have to make room. Um, we have the Iowa helmet. We have the Houston nut hat. We have some Cubs paraphernalia that is maybe a, won't go on your head. A large. I must wear a. Wow, you got a big, head, got a big head. Yeah, it's a good looking helmet. It's okay. I would have preferred the white one. They have a white helmet too. I thought so, but I didn't specify. <coughs> you having problems? Oh well. That's all right. It'll fit the. It'll fit the wall or the shelf or whatever. Oh. Ah. Where's it good? Yeah, I don't know that I'd force that. No, we did not get Falwell to sign it. I didn't ask for that. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, we we got to figure out some way to get stuff in the background. Yeah. I don't know. I, I'm, I've got some ideas. I've just got to do it. I'm frankly scared of some. Some wires. wires and things, but we'll, 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 I've, I've got some thoughts. That's a good point. The stuff really hasn't been touched since it went up. No. They just stay. I think we moved a couple things, but that's a... Uh, uh, there's there's a way to do it. That bookcase has wheels, so it, I'll have to take things off the bookcase and redo, but yeah, there's 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 some things. Related, obviously, to the, uh, the COVID-19 uh, situation... I think probably the next story from an Ole Miss standpoint or the entire country is just exactly because as we're now we'll operate that they're having football on schedule. Um, how many people are coming into the stands, what they're doing about tickets. Um, you know, Ole Miss had somewhat of a deadline last week as far as what to do about that uh, for getting people to renew or pay or however you want to go about saying it. 
And the answer is they didn't have a lot of answers. Um, they told a lot of people that, you know, there's no guarantee that you're necessarily in your seats. So there's no guarantee that you're in a seat. Uh, refunds are possible, but not necessarily a, 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 a strict outline on how that happens. Um, that's going to be a big deal because, I mean, you're talking about you're asking people across the country, not just Ole Miss, to True. pay thousands of dollars when they have no idea what they're getting in return. Other than um, maybe to keep their spot in line, if you will. I think it's going to start pretty sparsely populated and then go from there. We'll see. Fauci says that this, the the world blows up in September anyway, so I, I don't know what difference it makes. Who's the poor guy that has to figure out who gets into the stadium and who doesn't? Some poor guy not named Neil McCready. Might quit before I had that job. I'd go in and ask. I'd have to have some assurances. I mean, because do you just go down the priority list and you let an entire party of that person in? Do you limit them and then to get more people in? Like, what what, what would even sort of your overall scheme be if it was up to you? Well, I have to let some students in because I, I there are some optics that you do have to observe. You can't you can't not let some students in and then just let nothing but donors in. No, I think students have to be a decent majority. I mean, Maybe priority obviously. one. Yeah. And then I just go by priority, man. But what I'm saying, let's say a guy with tons of priority has eight seats. Does he get all eight? Probably not. I mean, how much priority are we talking about? <laughs> There's some priority where he gets his seats, right? I mean, let's be yeah. real. This is about budgets. Yeah. I mean, I'm probably saying to him, hey, look. If you know that you're going to be putting these on the secondary market all the time, is there any way we could do something here where you keep your priority, but maybe you just take four? Yeah, here's some points. Now yeah. let's move on with our day. Because I feel like you've got to, I feel like you've got to help the largest number of people possible. Because from a donor, donor relations aren't about one year. No, it's they're about yeah, decades. And you don't want to lose all your alumni, say thirty to forty. You can't lose the middle guy that's important, but not as important as these dudes. Oh, the 33-year-old guy that when he's 63 will be worth a lot of money. Yeah. But today, he's not worth a lot of money yet. Yeah. But he's today got four he's, seats and he's Today, whatever. he's just, yeah, he's scraping the barrel to get in. Yeah. You don't want to send him away where he goes, you know what? Screw it. I'm going to go buy Titans tickets. Yeah. We will open the uh, the lines, see if anybody would like to uh, call and talk. It's less I have to use my voice, which is kind of nice. This would be a nice gift to give to uh, Barry McCockiners. Was it cousin who died of the mar- marijuana overdose? Just a quick little uh, token for the for the trouble. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> said on it. Do it. What? We asked him if he'd pray for it, and Freeze tweeted back at him on it. Oh yeah. <laughs> How's it going? Hey, boy. How y'all doing this evening? What's going on, Bubba? Uh, it's been a long day. I had to leave work at noon. Had to rush home for an emergency. Oh, what was the emergency? Senior, senior ain't been acting right. I had to rush him to the vet today. He's shaking and throwing up. And he uh, had a little touch, and Dr. Horton did an ultrasound. Yeah. You're not going to believe this. He pulled out a... He's, been chewing on my wife's panties and swallowed some. Oh, it about killed him. I'm not. I'm. I'm not kidding. But anyway, how, uh, how told, old is he? Told him. How old is senior? He's a 
ten and a half. I, I, I give you credit so, for an ultrasound on a ten and a half year old dog. That's that'd be pretty close that's to the set you back a little bit there, Bubba. About twelve. You losing? My my end's fine. I don't know. Bubba, you there? You went away. I think you were saying he sent him back about twelve hundred bucks. Yeah, if you're if you're there, call back. I don't I don't know what happened. It it was working good on our end. We could start a GoFundMe or to cover. Or the, we could send him to repo Russell's computer and we could sell that. Who? <laughs> you there, Bubba? Why am I not getting volume? I don't know. I know it's bad pod, people, but um, um, those are expensive panties if you think about it. Oh, it looks like it is kind of on my end, and I don't know why. All right, we're gonna reset Skype. Um, we're gonna do that real quick. So just uh, just bear with us as we're talking. That's an expensive trip to Victoria's Secret, man. Twelve hundred bucks. Oh God. I mean, better be real nice. Yeah. Probably something a little better looking than senior wearing it. What's the most you've ever spent on a dog's health? Ooh. Uh, several hundred dollars. Oh, they said they hear Bubba. We just don't. Oh, we can't hear Bubba. Well, that's a problem. Why do you think that is? <laughs> You're asking the wrong person. Because it's still not working. I can't hear. Like, it's not ringing. No, I don't. I don't hear anything. Yeah, I'm getting. He's calling back, and I'm getting nothing. I don't know what the problem is. Hold That's on. odd. Yeah, Skype is like showing no volume at all. Nothing. Sorry, sorry. I mean, I'll I'll keep working on it. But what'd you say? What'd you spend money on? Uh, I can't remember which dog it was. It probably was Wrigley, our first one. I, I don't remember what exactly the deal was, but it was several hundred bucks, and at a time when several hundred bucks for a dog was a sacrifice. There was money paid for a dog's back surgery about 12 years ago um, that on its face is one of the dumber things, but it had some uh, some secondary effects that were very important and positive for my life uh, in a weird way. So, yeah, it, it, it worked out. Um, yeah. Had a, had a puggle that broke its back. Ooh. Yeah. And uh, for whatever reason, uh, my mother chose to uh, – Repair it. Yeah. But that was expensive. It's like three grand. Ooh. Something like that. Yeah. Something like that. You could buy a couple of pretty nice labs for three grand. Yeah. I'm I'm kinda of worried about this. I don't know what's going yeah, on. Yeah, there's there's a lot of speculation that the our internet or your computer or both have the Rona. And it's already spread. I mean, I'm continuing to restart, but I don't know what to do. Fixing it on the fly is kind of a problem. Because I can't close OBS and reopen that, or we lose the whole. We thing. lose the whole feed. Yeah. Yeah. So I yeah. don't. I'm not really sure what the move is here, honestly. Because um, I'm even going to Skype and like testing the audio, and it's not giving me any any volume in our headset. I'll do this here while you're trying to. Okay. I'll let you play with that for a minute. I'll take. Uh, I'll I'll do uh, I'll do like a mini mailbag here in the chat. Okay. Uh, if anybody has a question that you want answered. I'll, I'll answer one of the questions from earlier web wanted to know about Lane Kiffin's recruiting strategy. It's very simple. They are recruiting national prospects. He wants to have impact guys, and it's going to be at least early. There's a certain degree of um, 
there's a certain degree of, of hit or miss. Um, and I think they acknowledge that, that ideally they would have a, a completely different look right now to their recruiting. And, uh, but that's out of their control. And Kiffin said, I guess a week ago, there was some concern on his part that, um, that the dead period would extend all the way through the recruiting period, through the entire recruiting cycle. Right. Nobody knows. So I think, I think for us to, uh, to judge, it's, it's going to be difficult. Uh, Mark Franklin asked, what do you think about Ole Miss scheduling Alcorn State? I think it's really cool. It reminds me of years ago, one of the decisions that Skip Burtman made when he was the athletics director at LSU was that LSU would, would play the in-state Louisiana schools and keep the money in the state when they played their you know, throwaway game. And for Ole Miss, I think if you're going to play one of those kind of games, don't play Southeast Missouri State. Play Alcorn. Play Valley. Yeah, because what's the difference? Play Jackson State. And the difference is you keep the money yeah. inside the state. You do something nice for that program. Uh, the HBCUs in, in in a state like this one, I'm sure uh, financially are, are hurting, and that's a boom for them. And so um, that was a great move by Ole Miss. It's a great move for Derek Horn, who's the, the AD at Alcorn. I'm sure that is a, a uh, godsend to be able to look ahead to that uh, payday and, and what that'll do for their budget at a, at a program like that where you know every cent counts and and so I, I thought that was I thought that was really cool and yeah I'm, I'm with you Corey I do you know I mean it's a long way away but you hope they bring their band and oh yeah let them have the whole halftime show I mean I, I, I you know I grew up in Ruston five minutes from Grambling and I can't tell you how many people would drive over to Grambling to go to a Grambling game to see the band and leave at the end of the half I mean you know that was they were awesome and so yeah i mean i just think it's neat like i thought it was i just thought it was cool when lsu would play ulm or or tulane or or whatever and keep the nickels keep the money in the state you're going to win the game you're going to win the game handedly the game's going to be boring by the third quarter but the money stays in the state i've never understood why Ole miss would play southeast missouri should Ole miss play southern if they'll come to oxford only yeah, there's no reason for Ole Miss to go to Hattiesburg. No two for one, no three for one. I mean, maybe a three for one in this economy, maybe. But if they're determined for one, one and ones or two and ones, you no. don't kick rocks. Yeah, you hey, get people nothing say, from people it. say, "What's the difference? Why, why would you not go to? Why, why would you not go there? But you'll go to Mobile. Well, Mobile's a much bigger area. Mobile is an area that Ole Miss is trying to recruit academically." Athletically, I think Ole Miss should like waive its out-of-state tuition for Mobile kids. Frankly, I think they would do better than you think. Um, and they want to recruit in that area. Ole Miss already recruits Hattiesburg. Kids at Hattiesburg and Oak Grove and those schools in that area, they already look at Ole Miss. You don't have to go down to Hattiesburg to get their attention. Yeah, I wouldn't play Southern Miss. Is there a date on Ole Miss's football schedule where the this is JM's question. Is there a date on Ole Miss's football schedule where the Southern Heritage Classic could be played in the vault? What is that? Is that is that Grambling and Southern? Or is that somebody else? It's a swag up? game, but I don't know who it is. It must be. I'm, I'm guessing it's a Mississippi game. Jackson State maybe versus Alcorn or something? Well, yeah, it's one of those. I don't know who it is. I think that would be really cool if you could do something like that. If you could fit that into the schedule. I don't, I don't, obviously, I don't know enough about it. I'm pulling up the Southern Heritage Classic. Sammy says, who plays me in, in a movie? His his vote is for Brian Cranston. Jackson State and Tennessee State were scheduled to play in the Southern Classic. 
Heritage Classic on September the 12th. Okay. Uh, who would play me in a movie? I mean, I would think Ryan Gosling. I mean. Think he'd shave your head to play, shave his head to play you? Oh, I just think he, I don't think he may even notice. I think just, you know. Bruce Willis. Yeah, that's probably closer than Ryan Gosling, unfortunately. Who do I look more like, Bruce Willis or, or Brian Cranston? Probably Bruce Willis, honestly. I think so. Yeah, it's it's not the same two teams every time, but it is the two of them each time. Okay. So, uh, or sorry, two teams each time, and it's uh, it's Tennessee State and Jackson State this time. Yeah, I can't get the volume to work. I don't. I don't know. It's weird. Yeah, I mean, it was fine, and everything looks normal, and it's just not working. Sammy says Athlon's SEC yearbook says Ole Miss goes seven and five and plays FSU in the Tax Slayer Bowl. They would all take that right now. Oh yeah, everybody. Yeah. yeah. All right. Here's a question for you. Sure. Do you think those kind of bowl games get played? I know that the Belt Bowl turned into the Mayo Bowl today. Dukes. Yeah. Whatever. What's your favorite kind of mayonnaise? Uh, the dead one. I saw it was the third, uh, the third most popular mayonnaise brand. Dukes. What's the first one? Hellman's? It's Hellman's and something else. I'm not a mayonnaise eater. Uh, I know so. you're not either. Yeah, not my thing. So I don't I don't I don't know. So baseball's getting done. Well, the owners are at sixty games, the players want seventy. There's a number there in the middle. The players have conceded on most of the other things that the owners want. Yeah, I think they get it done. I just, I think you're seeing just how much they hate each other, just how much they distrust one another. Meet in the middle, make it 66 games, and call it a day. Just go play. What difference does it make? No one cares anymore. I mean, I'll be honest with you. If I didn't have a 13 year old son who I think misses it, I would be officially off the I give a damn bandwagon. I'd be completely done. He misses it. He's keeping up with it, which is his way of saying he he wants them to play. So this is old, 2011, but I doubt it's changed too much over the last eight, nine years, whatever. Best-selling condiments by brand okay, and by ingredient. All right. Whatever. What do you think they are? You name Uh, one of the top three. Heinz's ketchup. That is a third-place finisher. I would have said one. I would have thought Heinz ketchup was number one. This This is condiments. Yes. You have to name the brand and the condiment. French's mustard. That is not the top three. Okay. Um, Hellman's mayonnaise. Is number one. Uh, By a good ways. And then I'm going to guess. uh, I would have never guessed number two. It would have taken forever. Is it Blue Ribbon Ranch dressing? I would have gone with Hidden Valley Ranch. Hidden Valley Ranch is what I was thinking. That's not right. Okay. Um. It's not Hunt's ketchup, is it? Nope. Okay. Not, it is. It is not ketchup. Not ketchup. Okay. Is it a mustard? Grape coupon? Nope. Tabasco? Nope. Ooh. Um. Number two. Yep. So number one is Hellman's, and number three is Heinz ketchup. Do you know how disgusting our country is from a condiment standpoint? I just found a bigger list. Mayonnaise is one, four, 
five, six, eight. Oh, it's Miracle Whip's number two, isn't it? No, I did not say oh, second. Thank God. Miracle Whip is like but Miracle Whip's not technically mayonnaise, correct? Right. It's fifth. They did 163 million in sales in 2011. All right, I'm I'm going to take Ben Leslie's uh, guess here. Heinz 57. It's incorrect. It's a good guess, Ben. I looked at that and went, "Yep." Corey says Frank's. I don't even know what Frank's is. What hot is hot sauce? Frank's hot sauce? Nope. Nope. Okay. Hunt's is number ten. Grape Pines number eleven. Frank's is number twelve. Tabasco's number thirteen. Duke's is fourteen. Is the, the mustard French's mustard anywhere on there? It is number seven. I would have thought top three. Okay. Craft mayonnaise is six. Miracle Whip's five. Best foods mayonnaise is four. Oh my god. Number three, Heinz. You're missing number two. Is it some sort of barbecue sauce? Nope. A condiment. Yeah. So we're not talking about like a relish or jalapenos or something like that. We're talking about a sauce. Is this technically a sauce? Is this something you would pour? I've already missed it. So I'm, I'm now I'm, I'm like doing my. You would not put it like on a hamburger or a sandwich. What the? Would you put You've it? Probably on? had it in the last six months. You sure as hell have had it beforehand, like before the weight change. One of your favorite things, honestly. Peanut butter? Nope. That's a good guess. I don't know if they even count that. Because I would have thought Jeff, if so. Um. Uh. A craft cho- uh, 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 chocolate sauce? I I don't I I don't know. Nope. I'm looking uh, to see if there's anything else interesting before I tell you that. Sriracha? One. Nope. Honey? Nope. Relish is 21. Relish is 22. Oh, I bet I know. I bet Kevin Butler just got it. Nutella? Nope. Scott Satchfield guesses a one. Nope. There's like there are like seven different brands of this condiment on the list. But one is number two. Is it a mustard? Nope. It's not a ketchup. Nope. And it's not a mayonnaise. It is not. You would not put it on a sandwich. I guess you could, but. If it is incredibly, I'll give you a hint to give it away if you're ready. Queso? Nope. Do you want the hint? Yeah. If it is incredibly fresh, I would be scared of it. So tomatoes, salsa, salsa, Tostitos salsa is number two. Tostitos salsa. $286 million in sales in 2011 for Tostitos salsa. Tostitos salsa, which is not good. It's just the normal brand name people grab. Yeah. It's sweet. It's too sweet. Yeah. Chucky salsa like Pace is number nine. So so take me through number 10 again, just one through 10, because I want to hear this because I want to see just how screwed up people are. Number 10, Hunt's Ketchup. $73 $73 million. Okay, it's fine. It's not Heinz, but... Yeah, it's whatever. There, but there is a difference. Ketchup yes. is one where you grab the better one. Yes. For your pepperoni, meat lovers, for pizza. <laughs> Number insane. nine, Pace Salsa, $74 million. Okay. So like Pace Picante, whatever. Yes, not good. This one's interesting. It is number eight. And I'm kind of with Corey here. I'm not going to interrupt you too long, but it's... Because it's not your list, so I'm not yelling at you about it. But how the hell is salsa a condiment? 
these are unanswerable questions. Okay, go ahead. Uh, go I ahead. I mean, it, it, it's in a it, jar it's and it's at the grocery store. I, I realize I'm asking the wrong person. You didn't make the list. Go ahead. A condiment is a spice, sauce, or preparation that is added to food typically after cooking to impart a specific flavor. Okay. It fits. Sure. I'm not going to argue with you because it's not your fault. Go ahead. A table condiment or table sauce is more specifically a condiment that is served separately from the food and is added to taste by the diner. Okay. Okay. Kraft Mayo, number eight, 79 million. Gross. French's Classic Mustard, number seven, 88 very, million. Very solid. It's a great, it's a It's a perfectly fine mustard. Absolutely. Kraft Mayo. I thought you just said Kraft Mayo. Sorry, Kraft Sandwich Shop Mayo was eight. That's how much mayonnaise people were buying. Oh, my God. Like the flavor. It's like Chipotle or something. Miracle Whip, number five, $163 million. I'm told that's disgusting. and I've never had it. Yeah. Best Foods Real Mayonnaise, number four, $175 million. Is that like the Walmart brand or something? I don't know. It's a blue logo with like kind of a ribbon or something under it. Sure. Heinz Ketchup, $278 million. Sure. Very good ketchup. Tostitos Sauce. Are you a ketchup person no. other than pizza? No. I don't even. I used to eat it on hamburgers. I don't even do that anymore. I don't either. I'm mustard, onion, lettuce, pickle now on a hamburger. I am uh, mustard, grilled onion if I can get it, jalapenos, lettuce. Jalapenos, okay. Yeah. The number two was the salsa. The salsa. Two hundred eighty-six. Number one was Hellman's. Yeah. At um, how much? Four hundred and one million dollars. So number one in a runaway. Overall, one hundred million dollars more than the next condiment. Winning the division in an absolute runaway. I mean, resting the starters in September. Uh, Hellman's and I don't. Somebody help me here. Is this an East-West thing? I don't know the answer. Hellman's and Best Foods has the same logo. So if you're on the East Coast, is it one, and West Coast, is it the other? And if so, you're talking about a monster. While we're waiting for that answer, Corey and I need to get together because we're very similar people. I think we would enjoy having a beer. Why, if you like to, why, why, if you like ketchup with your pizza, why not just get some marinara sauce where it makes a little more sense? Well, there's marinara on my pizza. It's complete nostalgia. I'm, I'm admitting it's not good. It's just what I do. It's what I did as a kid. It's the only kind that I eat it on because I don't eat ketchup otherwise. The only other thing that I might put ketchup on is a chicken finger. That's it. And I always it, thought that it, it was not what I prefer. I always thought that was interesting because, like Royce Young, that podcast that I listened to, he's ketchup on everything. John Ham referenced it. Yes, he puts ketchup on everything, and so they'll do a ketchup scale instead of on a range of one to ten. They'll do it on a range of fresh fruit to chicken fingers. Okay, how likely is it that? Yeah, what, yeah. yeah, whatever, whatever. And when I think of chicken fingers, I don't think of. I always think of like uh, honey mustard. That's fair. Yeah. It's all right. I don't like sweet and sour sauce at all. It's way too sweet. Yeah, I don't like it either. Barbecue sauce is fine. I'm pretty picky about barbecue sauce, but a good barbecue sauce, I love it. Yeah, yeah. If it's super duper sweet, Can't I do don't particularly like it. Yeah. Sammy says go pickled jalapenos. I'm I'm in total agreement. I, I actually I'm probably about as bad as Royce Young is with ketchup. With pickled jalapenos. I put them on damn near everything. Do you really? I love them, yeah. Okay. That's all I got there from uh, from that. So. It's interesting. Yeah. 
I don't know. Uh, what else you got? Uh, what else do I have? Corey, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll stick with questions here for okay. a little while. This is, since the phone lines don't work, we'll take questions. If you, if you went to Italy and had the freshest, perfect slice, are you popping out some Heinz on that bad boy? Well, no, of course. It, it, it's literally one kind. It is thin crust. In fairness to you, it's always been meat one Meat lovers kind. from Pizza Hut. That is it. Is it Mississippi Coast people that put, is it Russian or French dressing? It's French dressing. It's French dressing on their pizza. Yeah. That's a coast thing. Yeah, that's a coast thing. The only thing that, I like taco salad that has Catalina dressing on it. Yeah, my mother used to make that that's a lot. That's the only really thing kind of like that that I'll do. Um, It's just ground beef cheese lettuce a bottle of catalina and like fritos if you had to do a steak sauce and i know you don't put steak on sauce on your steak but if someone made you would you go a1 or heinz 57 a1 a1 now all purpose heinz 57 yeah yeah yeah. but just not steak heinz Heinz 57 for maybe a burger depending on the mood or what else is on and if we're going like bacon and like maybe some mushrooms or onions or something like that it's got a little addictive quality to it you'll get started on that and you'll use it for a few days yeah chicken it's really good like chicken sandwiches it's really good on like a pork chop yeah uh but no a1 not even close yeah i don't know a lot of other options honestly i don't i'm not i'm not up on my steak sauces yeah, I don't. I don't particularly like sauce on a steak. Don't drown it. And then, yeah. yeah, no, no, no. What do you What do you marinate your steak in? I very, put put on it. Sorry, not marinate. Oh, uh, if it's salt, pepper, garlic. If it's other people here, salt, pepper. Laura doesn't like a lot of pepper, so I'll okay. wait and pepper mine later. Okay. But salt, pepper, a little garlic powder. If it's just me, like on a time when they're out and it's just I'm at the house by myself. Sure. I'll go get some jalapeno salt. Oh, wait, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or some, uh, you talk about your nostalgia? Yeah. For my nostalgia, I'll get some Tony Satchery's and put it on a steak. Okay. And it makes me kind of remember my childhood. Because I think we put Tony Satchery's on damn near everything. And I forget to buy it here. Isn't that weird? I've been in Mississippi so long that I, that I don't think about it as much. And when you're growing up in Louisiana, you put Tony Satchery's on everything. What's the correct, correct pronunciation of Worcestershire sauce? Well, it's, that's one of the big jokes is that no one really knows. I, I say Worcestershire. Is that right? I mean, but I don't, I don't know that there is one way to I say it. Like, some people say Worcestershire. And they, in other words, making fun of it. Like, hell, I don't know how to say this. I just know what it is. Yeah. Lee and Perrins. Another yeah. one where there's one kind. One kind. And yeah, you get the good kind. Yeah. It's yeah. worth the extra 82 cents. questions anybody else uh you're starting to hurt a little bit huh you getting i'm struggling yeah i can tell talk to uh so a little recap kermit davis was on today's podcast uh a lot of i think it was 25 minutes or so with him really appreciate his time i've uh i've really gotten where i enjoy covering kermit a lot i did from the very beginning but he's i I find him to be very refreshing I, i i was saying this earlier Ole Miss is really fortunate. 15 straight years of, of basketball coaches who are great interviews. Because it's easy to have 15 years of bad ones. Yeah, and they're great. They're both great. Um, we talked to – I forgot to ask him how it looks like recruiting is going better. He couldn't have been – he wouldn't have been able to talk about Deshaun Ruffin specifically, so that would have been putting him in a weird spot. But it does appear – I'll say this. I can't say the name. I heard it from a coaching source, but I don't want to – 
hurt anybody. Not a coaching source on the Ole Miss staff. That, that we're not we're not to that place yet. Um, there is a there is a top 35, 40 player in next year's class that Ole Miss has a real shot at. Okay, a real shot. Not not a not a shot shot. What's Morell ranked? Ruffin's like fifty something. Yeah, Morell's like. 30 40 yeah 37 ish i think i don't know okay he's really good he can play they won't be on the field for like eight years but almost baseball has gotten a good many commits especially since carl was on the podcast earlier in the week um but yeah they're like 2022s 2023s i don't know yeah it's yeah everybody's like hey what about this guy and i'm like well i can pull up his perfect game profile for you <laughs> i can i can read off there he he just got treated for his acne. I mean, that's what I can tell you. I mean, well, Colin Brewster did find on Twitter, he was looking up Hudson Sapp, who um, is an incoming freshman at Ole Miss for baseball. Actually, a guy I predicted, I think he competes for center, the center field job. There's another Hudson Sapp who has a perfect game profile. I guess it's great. It's going to bother me. Yes. He has Sixth a perfect grade, game grade profile. Sixth grade. Um, if it was prices right, you would lose for being over. Oh my God. Fifth grade? Yes. Come on, man. Fifth grade. What are we doing? Twenty twenty seven. No. No. So he'll grace a college foot baseball field in twenty twenty eight. Hold on, let me sign in. Let's look at his profile real he, quick. He literally is two years from puberty. Twenty twenty seven, shortstop, Newberry, Florida. Uh, no. He uh one month ago he turned twelve years old, he's twelve years and one month. So I, I can give you his his at the time of his draft what his age will be. I've got that on here. He uh bats right, throws right. Good. Not interested. Not particularly. Does he have any info in contact? Please don't have info in contact. Oh, if someone's calling a sixth grade fifth grade boy to interview him, I'm sorry. You you please don't have a contact. Okay, notification. Contact information is not displaying because one of the following reasons. The player's age is under 14 years He's old. He's in diapers. They will not allow a contact for a player under 14. Are you really contacting 14-year-olds to interview them? This, well, this is, a, this is for scouts and coaches. Have you ever thought about how bad it's going to be? And when I say bad, I just mean I, I, I do hate it for them. And I know that it's, it comes with the territory. But when Arch Manning... When he gets to that place where it's getting serious, how just the amount of media that will be on him? <laughs> they it'll, will have to, and it'll be national media. They'll just have to. They'll just have to pare it down. Yeah, he has four event reports to this point. This kid does. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, the twenty twenty perfect game, eleven and under national world series. Okay. We have reports. Yeah. The Sunshine State Championships for eleven and under. Okay. Got his stats. Got everything. You know what, what? Which juice box he prefers? Or I mean, had a 647 OPS. That's got to come up. That's not good enough. Cut him. He, he has no time to grow. Uh, I'm 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 exiting him off the I'm list. I'm gonna guess he might fill out some. What do you think his height and weight is? At 12. Yeah, because it's listed. So Carson's 13, almost 14, and he's Carson's 5'7", 125. I'm going to say this kid is shortstop. I'm going to say he's 5'3", 105 pounds. Your he's your your guess is a monster compared to what he is. He is five <laughs> foot tall and weighs seventy five pounds. So stupid. 
Yeah. What are we doing? Yeah. So we should all be shot. I mean, the five foot 75. That's what he is. So. Yeah. Uh, Corey says, oh, if uh, if Mike Leach had done his tweet, say last week, would he be fired? It'd would be it, more complicated. It'd be more complicated. But the, no money. Yeah. The money's an issue. It's like the Gundy thing with. What do you think about the going after Gundy's comments from when he was a player? Yeah. 30-something years ago. And one person just saying he heard it? Yeah. Nothing's going to happen, I don't think. I mean, though. yeah. I'm, I have – I'm going to tell you, I have a real problem with, with that that level of cancel culture. I mean, if, if you can document that Mike Gundy said that word to players while being the coach at Oklahoma State, yeah, it's a different thing. If we're going to go back and we're going to go after someone when they were 19, 20 years old, who here does not want to have – who here is willing to be judged by his or her worst moment at 19 or 20? Well, I mean, it's a far greater reality than when, you know, when people would do something and then people would go find the tweet they sent in 2009 or like whatever. I hate that. Hate that. Should be should not be allowed in our media coverage. Oh. That's all part of that cancel thing I can't stand. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Uh, last one. It's kind of start where we started. Can you refute the rumor that Saban has intentionally exposed the entire program to COVID so that they can go ahead and get the quarantine over with now? Can I refute it? I mean, I, I can't confirm it or refute it. I, I'm just going to say this. You have to understand something at all of these schools. There are legal people at all of these schools who are absolutely terrified of the 0.001%. And I don't blame them, yeah. frankly, okay? That are saying, in I look if 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 the if the COVID gods could come down and tell all these places, hey, look, these kids are going to get this. It's going to be fine. Sure, nobody's going to get bad sick. They're all going to get sore throats. They're going to feel crummy for two or three days. There's not going to be any long-term damage, and no one's going to die. Would they sign that sheet? Yep, done. Well, yeah, of course. But the COVID gods don't operate like that. And yeah. so what the schools say is, what if one kid had an underlying condition we didn't know of? Yeah, of course. And he gets it, and he ends up in an ICU, and he ends up on a vent, and then he just doesn't go well, and he dies. Is that a risk worth taking? And the answer from their legal people is hell to the no. Yeah. And so my answer, I'm going to give Nick Saban the benefit of the doubt here and say that no he's not the monster who said let's expose the entire program yeah because if that because here's the thing if that were to get out in today's environment or you're, frankly in any environment you're, you're done even nick saban's done yeah it's over 100 uh this will be tomorrow's podcast we'll have a plan obviously a full week next week and we are at least inching toward uh hopefully more normalcy we'll see as uh there. As time goes on yeah i think we're closing in so i uh, appreciate everybody the live stream especially giving us questions since the phones are uh acting weird for a reason that I do not know. And we'll talk to you again next week.